0: Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Welcome back to another edition of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. I am Sterling Holmes. Uh, I'm glad you guys can't see me right now. I have an absolutely horrendous mustache rocking, it's very thick. Matt Connor, um, he can see it. I feel a little bit bad for him, but. Matt, how are you doing besides getting to look at my caterpillar?
1: The view from my chair is as good as any Vista I've ever seen. (laughs) So I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about because I appreciate the facial hair that you brought to today's session. It's nice. He describes it as a caterpillar, but it's picture a tombstone-esque mustache.
0: Picture Ted Lasso. Picture Ted Lasso, and then basically it's me. So I had a wedding on Saturday. One of my good friends, Pledge Brother from college, I wore a pinstripe suit, this (laughs) tie. I even had white shoes, kind of slicked back hair a little bit, and a mustache. Half the people said, wow, looks good. (laughs) Half the people said, wow, that looks terrible. Dude, they're just jealous. And then, well, you know what? You know what? There was a few that I should say that said I looked like if I had a Tommy gun, I could just be in the 1920s bank robber gangs. Like I was pretty boy Floyd, basically. Like I was the guy that put the the bullets into <laughs> <laughs> into train stations. That was me.
1: <laughs> you need like a, a Bugsy. We need to call you like Bugsy or yeah, something Bugsy. like that.
0: I also felt bad because now everyone, instead of talking about the wedding, the lovely couple, like, yeah, okay, sure. They may have gotten married, but did you see Sterling's outfit and mustache?
1: Dude, it's all about that. Yeah. You, you, you carry the, you, wherever you go, you carry the room. You should know that. I mean, you're Bugsy Holmes. You're Bugsy Holmes. That's what Bugsy does.
0: That's why my back always hurts.
1: I'm I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry, folks. (laughs) I'm sorry, folks, that at your wedding, I just happen to be here and now it's about me. Yeah. I'm Bugsy Holmes. That's that's what you just you just need to tell people that. If you invite me, you're inviting all the attention on me.
0: Well, that was their first mistake, was inviting me. That that there right go. there was I, you know what, at some point, they have to take some responsibility. But no, in all seriousness seriousness, we had a blast. Congratulations to Scott and Annie. It was fantastic. Now we should probably talk some, some chiefs. I don't think many people want to keep talking about this
1: well but look not everyone can have the sort of facial hair that sterling has that carries the room but if you want to feel good about your hair down there and you know what i'm saying you can carry the room enough to have a good night uh with the manscaped lawnmower 4.0 uh sterling wears it well up top you can wear it well down below and command the room with 7,000 RPMs at your disposal. I'm not even sure what sort of power that is. It's like horsepower when people are talking car engines, but I know the higher, the better. And here we've got 360 degree rotary dual blade system in the weed whacker. You got a nose and hair trimmer. You got all the fixins. It's like a Thanksgiving meal. It's got the meat and all the fixins. I'm even saying that without the G on the end, you'd use the apostrophe <laughs> if you typed that out. Anyway, fan 20 is your code to get 20% off with free shipping. Free shipping. Who gets anything free anymore? Uh Manscaped is giving you that. Check them out. Um again, go to manscaped.com. Fan 20 is your code. 20% off for 20% better and more like Bugsy Holmes' facial hair.
0: Here we go. You won't cut your roster down there with Manscaped, but we are talking <laughs> roster cuts right now. Uh, let's get into it. some of the, some of the names. Uh, you want Darwin Thompson? Let's just get out of the way. Darwin yeah. Thompson was probably the biggest name. He was released, waived by Kansas City. Yeah. So this, far,
1: we need but, to say as of recording time. Darwin Thompson's the biggest name released by the chiefs yet.
0: The, the current roster size I'm looking at is uh, 69. Nice. Um, yeah. So Darwin Thompson, that's the biggest name. There was a lot of talk about, is he going to be the fourth running back? Is he going to at least start on the roster with some little bit of health concerns regarding Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Obviously Kansas city says, you know what? We're comfortable. They must be healthy. This, this to me means more. Those guys are healthy than anything.
1: Yeah, boy, that's a great that's a great look. You know, uh yeah, Daryl Williams had been out with a concussion protocol uh stuck there for quite some time, really, like a, well over a week. Um and then uh you know, Edwards Elare had had also missed time. I'm really hoping we we're kind of uh, you know, we saw Edwards Elare go down last season with some of those like hip injury, ankle injury, then again heading into the season I'm really hoping that's not becoming a a common theme where where you know he misses time or has to miss time during games. But yeah, right now you know it also says a lot about Jerick McKinnon, right? The guy signed yeah. to a low level one year mm-hmm. deal, beats out the guys that are already on the roster. I it, would it surprise you to see another team take a flyer on Darwin Thompson uh, coming out of KC?
0: No, it wouldn't. I think Darwin Thompson gets a another shot as a backup. He has the allure of being on the Kansas city chiefs. And once you get that, it's you have it right. He has that. Um, This running back room is very deep in Kansas city. I think Jerick McKinnon is a very, very solid running back. Very good. Been hurt a lot, right? So that's been his main knock against him. Uh, I do want to point out someone on this podcast, not named me, Uh, was more of a fan of bringing in Duke Johnson instead of Derek, uh, instead of Jarek McKinnon. Remember that? Remember that about a couple months ago? I just want to point that one out. Uh, But no, no, I I, I really like Jarek McKinnon. Old takes exposed. Yeah. Old yeah.
1: takes exposed. They're Sorry, the, man. Very familiar with me, but very I was familiar with very
0: me. confident with Jarek McKinnon. I was confident. And so I had to stand by my convictions and I'm, gl- <laughs> I'm glad it paid off, but yeah, no Darwin Thompson, no Derek Gore. Um, Derek Gore actually had a pretty solid preseason, but he is still best known for getting blown up in, uh, in training camp. That was when that <laughs> happened. I go, this guy, no matter what he does, has no chance now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it seemed like a little too little too late with him, didn't it? Like that last game, it's like it, with that last game, it almost feels like it doesn't matter what anyone really does in this last game. If it, if they haven't already built up that momentum, it's kind of over. But to Gore's credit, I mean, he looks like, it, like in that final preseason game, he really put together some impressive tape enough that maybe, I mean, maybe he gets another look. You know, we all know like running backs are, you know, quote, dime a dozen. That's not really true, but they are the easiest to find. So, you know, we certainly wish Derek and Darwin the best as they, like, try to extend their careers elsewhere. Of those two guys, do you think we see zero, one, or two on the practice squad?
0: I think we'll see one on the practice squad, and I could not tell you who. I think one gets kept on the practice squad. Maybe Darwin Thompson, because he knows the system better. Although he seems to get chewed out a lot, right? Darwin Thompson seemed to get chewed out. Why is he not the lowest guy on the, you know, on the field? Why is he trying to jump dudes when no one's there? Uh, He's struggling in pass protection. Derek Gore, I think, flashed a little bit more maybe. Uh, But again, I I think you can't really go wrong either way. I think these guys are who they are. They're fine backups, nothing more. Um, But that's, that's where I stand with these two guys. What do you think? Zero, one, or two?
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's one, and I think it's whoever's not claimed, and I think Darwin's the top one if both of them go unclaimed. Um, that just makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to carry two running backs on the practice no. squad, even though it's extended to 16 slots. Hey, let's look at the defensive backs there. What are you thinking? Uh, Devin Key, Zane Anderson, gone. Remember, Key was yeah. like the exciting like, did Brett Beach strike? Like, find lightning in a bottle? Does lightning strike in a bottle? I don't even know how that analogy goes, right? Yeah,
0: are, you, are like Ben Franklin walking around with a bottle and being like, "Come on, lightning, get in here!" Yeah, oh wait, you like catch lightning in a bottle? Lightning doesn't strike. Yeah, but a
1: how do you catch
0: lightning in a bottle? That's also a stupid thing to do.
1: Maybe so, that's why so few people do it, Sterling. Maybe that's, that's why, why
0: everyone from the eighteen sixties is dead now because they were trying <laughs> to catch lightning in a bottle. <laughs>
1: It could be, could be. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I drank the Kool-Aid on that, especially after, you know, when Turk Wharton emerged last year, we've seen Daryl Williams be the guy we've seen Ben Neiman be the guy feels like every summer we all become enamored with some, some player who just kind of appears out of nowhere and makes good on, uh, you know, on, on Brett's confidence in them and brings them to the roster. So uh, he looks so good, but man, in the games, I'm like, I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill. A couple of those plays were like, you know, when you allow a long touchdown, everyone's going to like go to that one play and let that define your whole body of work. But here we're seeing key let go among the earlier cuts. I mean, it seems like, it seems like maybe that's, the he is the game too big for him now
0: I, i will say if it is too big now according to reports they want to put him on the practice squad you know that's always a good sign the chiefs want to put both him actually and zane anderson on the practice squad according to reports So take that with a grain of salt that's comes down to multiple factors again looked great in otas training camp sure but he didn't really flash in the games. Like you said, was the moment too big for him? Was he too nervous? It could be. Yeah. But yeah. Could just be some inexperience too. And if they want to keep on the practice squad, that tends to mean they saw enough. They think they can with time maybe have him grow. This again is a Super Bowl caliber team. They their goal is a Super Bowl. You're not gonna have young guys who aren't quite ready. On the roster, you you don't have spots for that. You would rather have a veteran who knows what he's doing. Why do you think Dan Sorensen's still here? Because he he might not be the most athletic. He might not be the best guy out there, but he knows the system, and you know what you get out of him. Sometimes the devil you know is better than what could be. I I think that's kind of what the, the, the key situation is. He could be good, but they have no idea. And they want to see more of him. They need more time to evaluate him. And I hope he makes it through to the practice squad because there could be something there, but we need a little bit more time to evaluate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even when I say the game looked too big for him in the preseason, that has nothing to do with his long-term potential. I mean, the guy's a tough as nails hitter. He came in really experienced out of Western Kentucky. We knew he'd need some, some coaching up, but he's versatile. I mean, he's, He's played both safety and corner at WKU. Um, You know, I mean, there was a lot to like there. So, you know, like we talked now about Tim Ward emerging, but he's been two years on the practice squad. You know, like right now, Darius Harris, the linebacker, looks like he may squeak onto the active roster, depending on what they do with Dorian O'Daniel and some others. Like he's another guy who's stuck around. So, you know, these practice squad spots can be really valuable just to let a guy grow into who they could be. And and we trust the chiefs coaches to get them there. So yeah, it'd be great to see both, both uh key and Anderson, who by the way, is another versatile prospect. They love BYU kids. He's a BYU kid. So yeah, uh, you know, I'm hoping we land both those guys again, but, but it's hard to say how other teams are going to react to the, to the Chiefs roster cuts.
0: Uh there's some some other names. Maurice French, I think he got pushed out. I mean, he was a training camp darling. Was that last year or two years ago?
1: I think it was last year. This is his second year on the team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That when, it, when COVID really threw me for a loop when it comes to to years. I feel like it was six months and 17 years all in <laughs> one. So I always get befuddled by it. But obviously it's like
1: dog years, like it's, one it's, COVID <laughs> year, is like seven real
0: years. That's exactly what it is. But the emergence of Fountain, obviously, Uh, you know, Kemp is now back and healthy. Cornell Powell getting drafted in the fifth round. There just wasn't any room for French. Uh, Amari Cobb at linebacker, he's been solid but unspectacular. He might get a chance on the practice squad if he gets through. Uh, Damone Harris, but, you know... There weren't a whole bunch of surprises, in my opinion, outside of Darwin Thompson. Really, I mean, Key might have been, but once you saw him play, we weren't too surprised.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think that's a very good read on the situation. I think I think even casual fans probably could have guessed ninety percent of the cuts to this point. Really, the biggest surprises came two weeks ago when Taco Charlton was like the first name thrown out from the 90 man squad or will parks from the secondary, you got to think that the chiefs knew they weren't going to keep those guys. And were giving them kind of an early lead, you know, in the free agent market to get themselves back out there and maybe with a new team, um, you know, if they were doing the honorable thing that way Uh, Sterling, let me ask you this. What name, like, do you think there are more surprises to come or do you think it's, it's pretty much going to be, the likely candidates, whoever that may be.
0: Yeah, I mean, because they're at 69. Again, nice. Uh, right now, So they have to cut 16 more guys. I mean, it, it's that's a lot of good players who will not be making this roster. Uh, yeah. Offensive line, there's going to be a few more. I don't know how many they still currently are carrying right now, but there's a few guys that are going to be getting cut from the O-line. Uh, you know, quarterback, Shane, what's it, B- Bouchelet? What's that? How do you say his name? I, mean, I just <laughs> butchered that. I like Bobby Boucher, but the quarterback. Like he's
1: getting. I like the way you say it. I, I think the only worse way to say it would be like Bucheli. Bucheli. I like Chambouchelet,
0: like like yeah, like a Cajun accent. Like I gotta be over a play a <laughs> plate of <a> crawfish and. <laughs> Come on, I mean,
1: that's great. Why not? Great. I, I, I'm going to leave you hanging on that. I'm going to leave you, you. hanging yeah, on that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah,
0: thank you. I'm not going to uh, help you. But he played very well, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. will he make it to a practice squad? I just can't see Kansas City carrying three quarterbacks. I think with Chad Henney, they know him. The, again, it goes back to the veteran thing. My My Bobby Boucher at quarterback could be better. But they don't know for um, sure. You know with Chad Henney, you're getting a veteran quarterback. You know what you're going to get there. He seems like a safe bet to make the roster. So we're, we're taking a quarterback away. Uh, Burton, yeah. the fullback, I think, makes it. They're down to the three running backs that are going to make it. Tied in, I think they keep four. Yeah, I truly believe this now. I think with both Darren and Derek gone, I, this opens the door for Jody Forts into my mind. So um, I think all four tight ends make it. And then defensively, they're going to have to probably let one linebacker go. Don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be Harris? Is it going to be Neiman? Do you think it's DOD? I think that's a really good possibility. He's a special team stud, obviously, but he's not grown the way they thought he was going to because we've not seen him on the field when there were some very poor linebacking play. I've liked Harris. He's looked pretty solid. I I think he brings more defensively than what you can get with Jorno Daniel just being on special teams. If that means less playing time for Ben Neiman, that's fine. Now Ben Neiman's going to be more on special teams, and and that's also fine there. So that's probably where I would go. But what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, DOD is like special teams only. And, you know, earlier, just like a week ago, I think Dave Tobe was talking to the media and he said, look, I don't, I don't get to keep my guys. I coach up the guys that they leave for me. And I I think it's more complicated than that. I'm sure they asked Dave Tobe, like, I mean, if it's down to a tie and a special teams coordinator wants to keep one over the other, I think that makes a difference. And I think Dave Tobe has earned the ear as assistant head coach. I'm sure he's heard in the room, but. Dorian O'Daniel brings nothing to this Chiefs defense. Nothing. It's all special teams. So if Darius Harris can add anything meaningful to the defense at five snaps a game, 10 snaps, whatever it is, then of course you take him, you turn to Dave Tobe and you say, all right, I need you to coach up Harris and whatever he's not, the DOD has, we need you to, to bridge that gap because. Harris gives us something in the defensive game. So, you know, that's what I think is going on. I think if anyone at this point on this loaded of a team is special teams only without any other value added on offense or defense, I, th- I think it's done. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Well, and again, if you're going to keep Kemp, who I think they do, he's also a special teams ace. And you can only keep so many special teams aces yeah. over players, defensive or offensive players. I think yeah. Kemp also has grown a lot offensively. I think we haven't had a chance to see it based on injury. Uh, he's a great guy. Played basketball with him at Lifetime a few times a while back. I, I really enjoyed Kemp. He, I didn't know I was playing with him. All of a sudden, though, I, I was just sitting there and goes, I was like, man, that guy's really good. Like, he's super. A- I go. He, I think my words were, he is super athletic. And they're like, you know, he played for the Chiefs, right? I'm like, no bleep. I had, I, I cause you don't, know, they always wear helmets and it's tough to, to
1: tell oh, sometimes. Sure, and so sure.
0: I was cracking up. I'm like, dude, no wonder I thought you were so
1: athletic. Of course. Did you find out in the moment or like way after the fact No, no, no he, he was still out.
0: there. He was still in the gym. Okay. We're like we were just done taking, we were unlacing the shoes, you know, taking them off. Yeah. And, you uh, it was just, it was very funny. I was cracking oh, up. Great. Yeah, it was great. That's great. But and then wide receiver though, there's going to be another cut or two there. I, I, I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, yeah, Demarcus Robinson is starting to seem more and more likely. I get it. The Dave Tobe stuff is a little weird, and maybe we're looking too much into it. But at the same time, that happened. Why would Dave Tobe say that about a guy who doesn't play special teams like at all? Yeah. Uh, Cornell Powell, he's not flashed. Uh, you know, if we're going with players who just flashed, Cornell Powell's probably on the outside looking in. But yeah. does he make it through to you know the practice squad? There's just so many questions here because Fountain, I think, is now almost solidified his spot. Now I think we're trying to fit in D-Rob
1: or Cornell Powell. Is is Fountain a sure thing in your book? Uh,
0: yeah, I think so. Because I think he's so much different offensively than the other wide receivers. I okay. think that helps him. I think Fountain's differential, differential ability, which I just butchered. That's all right. But I, I think he's different <laughs> enough that he makes the roster. I... They sure. have all this speed. They have all this, 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 and that. Um, I think Byron Pringle's a lock. I think it's going to come down to Cornell Powell and D-Rob,
1: personally. Okay. Okay. You know, Cornell Powell would be the first Brett Veach draft pick not to make it to the regular season with the active roster, right? So so do you think there's some of that at work? Um, or do you think, hey, once we draft him, we could care less Like at this point how they got here. We just care who the best, like, do you think that factors in at all for Veach? No, because this, the
0: point is that the chiefs are so good right now. The chiefs have built this deep team at so many positions. You're going to eventually have to start cutting your fifth and sixth and seventh rounders. That's what great teams do. You have so much talent. You physically can't keep these fixed fifth, sixth, and seventh rounders. You have to hope that you can put them on the practice squad. You know, if, if you were cutting a third or fourth rounder, that that means you drafted poorly. That 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 means you screwed up. But if yeah. it's a you know it's a fifth rounder, sixth rounder, that means you have guys in front of them that are better, and you're competing now. Right? This doesn't mean you're yeah. you're rebuilding. You're you're yeah. not looking two, three, four years down the road. I mean, hell, I even said. Would McColl Hardman's spot be that safe if he wasn't a second rounder? I mean, I like McCole. I think he does have a lot of potential,
1: hmm.
0: but again, you can't teach his speed and some of his athletic traits you can't teach. Yeah, but,
1: but that's an interesting question.
0: I mean, I I pose that too. If he wasn't a second rounder, would McCole still be on this roster? Would he be on the outside looking in right now? I mean... Hmm. But end of the day, I I think the Chiefs, and it's not to get to McColl. I don't think McColl is a bad wide receiver. I think the Chiefs have so many three, four, five wide receiver types that it's really difficult to differentiate, you know, who's going to make it, who's, what traits are they better than the other guy at?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. It's going to be really interesting to see the rest of the news break. Uh, By the way, just so you know, the deadline is tomorrow. That's Tuesday. At 3 p.m. Central Time is the NFL's deadline to get down to 53. Uh, A lot of times, though, Veach will go down to 52 or even 51 if he's got his eyes on other waiver claims. So we may have several surprises coming yet in the next 24 hours or less. We'll be right back with the second half of this Arrowhead Attic podcast discussing uh, some trade scenarios with LDT and more. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Addict
0: Podcast. Uh, during that break, not going to lie, I'm heated. I'm thoroughly frustrated. My fantasy football draft just came out. Got the absolute worst spot to be in in a 10-person draft. <laughs> number six, are you bleeping me? What am I supposed to do at number six? The stud running backs are gone. Mahomes. Am I going Travis Kelsey at six? Do I? You're
1: silly. You're silly if you don't take TK
0: at six. Am I gonna have to just show off some stones and go tight end at six? Just let them hang. Well, obviously they're gonna be shaven because of manscaped. But just, just Just let them go because. Dude, six in fantasy football is just two scoops of ass. I am not a fan of this. Um, All right, now back to since no one cares, two things no one cares about: your fantasy football team and your golf game. No one cares what you shot in golf. No one cares. Um, I'm a golfer and a fantasy football. But you
1: talk about both. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know,
0: dude. Because I'm an asshole. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think no one listens to me?
1: I love it. Hey, let's talk, uh, let's talk, let's get back to Chiefs real fast because today, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated in his Monday morning quarterback column drops that several teams, numerous teams, multiple teams, at least more than one, are talking to the Chiefs about potentially acquiring offensive line help. And the most floated name that has come up in trade talks is none other, none other than our favorite medical Frenchman, Canadian Frenchman, French Canadian men, <laughs> Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Did I say that right? Laurent? Bear Larry. My, Everyone calls him Larry. Bear my boo Shelley. <laughs> What? Uh, what's happening here? So here's the quick skinny. LDT has a no trade clause, right? LDT, get this, also has a top 10 cap hit on this team. Sterling, let me give you this quick rundown. Who's the starting right guard?
0: Oh, Trey Smith.
1: Trey Smith. Now, here's the other guys who could play right guard right now. Right, You have Mike Remmers has started full seasons at right guard. Austin Blythe, Andrew Wiley. I think Nick Allegretti could probably play right guard if he's playing left guard. I think Yazir Durant could probably play some of that. That's that's six guys. I think that I just mentioned Kyle long could come in and play there if he's healthy, right? I'm I'm thinking of five or six guys, not named Trey Smith and not named LDT who could play right guard and, and start if the chiefs need them in a pinch. There's no room here. There's no room in the end for this baby Jesus. So (laughs) what do you do? You traded, you want to trade a guy who man, by all accounts, he's a, he's a good solid starter at league average starter, right? He, He can get the job done. He's a killer member of the, of your team. I mean, he's like, he's like the ideal character, you know, this like Walter Payton man of the year, kind of personality in the locker room, thoroughly professional. Any team should want to have LDD as a part of it. Do you buy the fact that someone's going to trade and that LDT is going to give up his trade clause?
0: I mean, if some team offers Kansas City anything for LDT, you take it. That contract is it's large. And if he didn't have that large contract, I think he would have already been cut. And this is nothing against LDT as a person. I think he's obviously a, a phenomenal human human being. What he's done has been incredible. Literally a doctor and football player. That's absurd. Uh, he was good for a few years, right? But he signed that pretty substantial contract. My personal opinion, I don't think he was necessarily lived up to it on the field. I think he's been about league average but you don't need to be paying the league average right guard that amount of money, especially when you have so many options already in house, younger, more talented options as well. If any team wants to trade for LDT, that actually helps alleviate some of the issues in Kansas city. That helps make your decision much, much easier. And you're getting something back in return. I don't know if he waves that no trade clause, you know, if say it's the New York jets, right? Yeah. Does he want to go to the jets? Like, Probably not. You know that's why you have a no trade clause, so you don't go to bad teams. You could win a Super <laughs> Bowl, or you could go to the Jets and live there. Like that, that sounds miserable. Have you lived in New York? I think he's smart <laughs> enough. He's a doctor. He doesn't want to pay eight grand a month to live in a shoebox. Like no. So you what know, what if it's
1: a chance to start though? I mean, and what if that's it's the only a chance thing
0: to actually play. You're you're going to have to play that up when you, when you pitch that to LDT. You have to pitch it as so you're not going to play here. You're back up, you may even be third string at right guard, right you're you're just here because basically we can't we can't cut you because your contract's too large yeah, you almost have to, you have to play it play it that way, and then you say, but you go to new york you you get to hear people say j e t s Jets Jets just once every two weeks when they score a touchdown. you get to hear that uh, <laughs> and you get to start so. I, I don't know.
1: I, I, Maybe they'll be better. Maybe they'll be better. Right. Zach Wilson, new new head coach, Robert Sally, whatever. Uh, yeah. I, but I'm with you. I mean, uh, you know, of course he wants to stick around. I don't want to say the LDT adds nothing to the chiefs. He has value. He's come back, uh, you know, like, and he, and he's such a good person and member of the locker room. You almost want to see him stick around just to like be a part of this run but yeah i just have a hard time I, I i just don't know what to think and and certainly the chiefs would be good if they could get some uh, like a like a low level draft asset for him
0: yeah return. and again nothing against him as a person i think he is a good locker room presence but you you, you don't pay locker room presences that much money those are those are veteran minimums right you know so they should pay me i'd be a great locker room presence dude i would I, be you and me would just be the DJs. We'd crush it. Um, I'd probably drink DJ Roomba in there. I'm DJ no request. DJ no request, baby. (laughs) I'll be crushing some bush lights out there. Maybe we'll play some super smash bros. I'm pretty sure we
1: get kicked out of that locker room. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. mustache
1: would get it done. They'd be like, get out of here. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) that hurts.
0: I thought you were team team mustache yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah (laughs) uh sterling let's look ahead just a little bit cleveland browns next up on the clock we got a little bit of a bye week a pre-bye week and then september 12th the browns visit the chiefs on a scale of one to ten how scared are you of the browns in week one is tin being scared Ten being, I'm I'm actually very scared. They're a legit contender, and that's going to be a really hard matchup. And one is, suck at Cleveland.
0: Well, suck at Cleveland, but maybe a three. You know, I'm not scared of Cleveland. I think even if Cleveland wins, I'm not going to overreact. Like, sure, it's week one. Any given Sunday, the Chiefs didn't go undefeated last year. They didn't go undefeated the year before. You know, you're going to lose football games. Early on, you might lose football games if for any a number of reasons, right? So I wouldn't be scared even if they lose to the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are a solid team. I'm not on board as everyone's saying the Browns are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. I think that there are still a couple teams better in the AFC. I said last year the the Bills were better. The Bills are better this year. Uh, I think the the Ravens are a better team in the AFC than I think the Browns are. But mm-hmm. Browns are good good defense. Uh, It'll be a good test for this offensive line early on to see where they stand. Yeah. But as far as an actual, what's my reaction going to be going into this game, even if they lose, you know, Kansas city is still a super bowl contending team. So I'm not going to base my entire season outlook off of one game. What about you? Yeah. That's the most sensible thing I think I've ever said, by the way, that, that was that. Full
1: of nuance, yeah. full of nuance and, and, and perspective. And yeah. what happened?
0: What happened? I just, I just blacked out.
1: What happened? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, you know, a three sounds good to me. I'd probably say even a two. I'm just not worried at all. Cleveland's trying to create like bulletin board material with some quotes here and there from Clowney or whatever. And And I just think the chiefs could collectively care less. I think they're going to be focused on business. And uh, you know, I think the I think the Browns are aiming for respect without just letting the job then itself lead to the respect, and that's the difference between these two teams right now in terms of maturity and proven coaching. So that's where I'm at. But how yeah, are you gonna? Got, I mean, Clown
0: is literally in his last name, so. <laughs> Dude has By like the way, three sacks three the past. Yeah, three. There we go. That Jinx. was pretty cool. Yo, me a coke. You gotta buy me a Coke there or something, right? I think I was first when I Dang. said in the Coke. I don't know. We ah. we're recording this, and it's possible there's a delay. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but three sacks, and you're talking trash calling other dudes, not athletes. Jadavian Clowney has basically made a career off of one tackle in
1: college. <laughs> I almost want to come to his defense now because, like, he can, like, he can defend the run. He's oh, a he can set rep. the edge. Dog, you, know, you that don't kind of pay thing.
0: a dude but, that much money to set the I edge.
1: Know. Come on, Matt. You don't Clark what the what the Clark just happened here. You don't. what You got
0: to be angry with me,
1: Matt. You don't pay a dude that much for for. Middling <laughs> production outside is that what we're saying uh,
0: but Frank Clark comes with a with an Uzi he comes with uh,
1: he could be a I didn't bodyguard say it. I didn't say any names I didn't maybe I did
0: I think you you,
1: you whispered it I forget who has a Lambo SUV I forget I, I didn't know they made Lambo
0: SUVs until he got pulled over
1: yeah and I'm glad he did just so I know that anyway take us out of here in your Lambo SUV this was the Airhead Addict podcast with
0: Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, if you made it this far, please drop us a review on either Twitter. I'm at Homestretch KC. Matt Connor AA is Matt or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, really appreciate it. If you want to leave us a question, we like to respond to them. We will do it. We're what? Friends of the people. I don't know. Matt's shaking his sure. head. He said, oh, yeah. sure. So we're friends of the people. So if you want to drop us a people. question, we'll answer it. But until then, stay safe. We're out of here. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar.